Welcome to the Boss Lady in Sweatpants Show. I'm your host, Allison Scholes, and I'm on a mission to help female entrepreneurs like you ditch the overwhelm and comparison and teach you how to create less but better content with ease and build an extraordinary brand and business, but do it in a way that is aligned with your soul and makes you crazy happy with your life. This show is filled with faith-led episodes about content creation, social media marketing, and business growth with a side of coffee and Jesus. If you're ready for some juicy content, then it's time to hand your kiddos those tablets, grab your coffee, whiskey, or wine, and let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. And I know today you are going to enjoy this conversation. Jason is here and we are going to chat about podcasting, but on a different angle. We're going to talk about how you can leverage the podcast medium as a guest for high level networking. But before we get into that, Jason, welcome to the show. Allison, thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to a dynamic conversation with you. Yeah. And if the green room conversation before we hit record is any indication, this is going to be a lot of fun today. It is. And I think we're just going to keep diving and diving deep into the, into it. And I know we're going to go on a few tangents, but hey, that's part of the game. But before right. we get into this, I want to know from you, let our listeners know more about you and how you got into the podcasting world. Absolutely. So my name is Jason Sircone. I've been in the podcasting space since 2015. And I got into this for all the wrong reasons. And the reason that I say that is we started me and my best friend, we started a show, and we started it out of spite. And I'll give you a quick backstory on that. When I was in, in that time frame, I had started a little side business that ended up becoming a full time gig. And it was in the craft beer space. I started a blog for advocacy because I was discovering that so many people at that point just weren't familiar with what these great little breweries were producing. And I wanted to be a voice to shout to the masses, go drink this beer. It's better than the stuff you've been drinking all these years. So that morphed into me developing an app to where you could check this app to find out about events and happenings and beer releases and things happening in Pittsburgh. So cool. I ended up picking up some partners, different bars and breweries wanted to be a part of it. And the day it went live, I got my first troll on Twitter and he started tearing me down. This is terrible. You're doing this wrong. You need to be thinking about this and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I was just so taken back by the fact that because everybody else seemed to be responding so positive, I had never experienced a troll like that before. And as him and I were conversing and I was giving him way too much attention, I decided to look at his profile to see what he did. And I discovered he hosted a beer podcast. And as luck would have it, me and my best friend had been kicking around ideas. Let's start a podcast. What do we want to talk about? We couldn't land on an idea that we really wanted to run with. And when I saw that, I called my friend and said, I've got our, our idea where you're going to do a beer podcast and we're going to do it better than that guy. <laughs> and my best friend's a big beer fan. He loved the idea. So we literally spent two weeks getting all the equipment and doing whatever planning we did. And we sat down and recorded our first episode from a noisy bar. It was trivia night. So it made it even worse. And we sucked. We <laughs> were nowhere near as good as that guy was. He had been podcasting for years and I was humbled very quickly, but I did radio in college. And when I got back on the microphone, it rekindled all of that, that passion that I had all the fun that I had making that radio show, it all came back. And I knew I was like, I, I am in the right place. This is great. 
we aren't that good yet, but let's keep going because I think we can get better. And we did, of course, much like any podcaster has experienced, the more you practice, the better you're going to get. And my friend and I ran that show as long as we could. And then I started a second show. And in about 20 some episodes deep in that, I took a step back and told myself, look, if you really want to do this right, it might be time to turn the mic off and just do some studying, put some analyzation into this, which is just my process. But I ended up taking about a year and a half to listen to other podcasters, watching the news, listening to radio personalities. I was really trying to get an understanding of how they told stories, how they communicated with the camera, how they spoke to the audience through the microphone. I learned a lot about tempo and silence and letting it be your friend, good transitions. There was a lot that I was looking at, but it made me a much more well-rounded podcaster. So when I dove back in, I was much more successful. And that led to me helping other people get shows off the ground. And my more recent work, I've been putting a lot of emphasis on authentic storytelling and using the podcast medium to tell your story and to make those positive connections as a guest. A common misconception is that you need to have your own show to mm. leverage the podcast medium, but it's not true. You can be a value-driven guest and make some powerful connections and lend your expertise to these podcasters who are trying to create content for their audience. And that's going to give you content you can utilize as well, but it's ultimately going to expose you to new audiences so they can come into your world, get more value from you. And if you're singing the right song, they're going to stick around and they're going to become a loyal brand advocate. So podcasting offers so many awesome possibilities. And if it weren't for that troll, I'd like to think I probably would have landed here at some <laughs> point, but he got me into it a little bit sooner. Can't thank him enough. Ended up being a guardian angel, I guess we can call. Him. Yeah, I love that story. That is such a really cool story. And I just want to dive right into this because yeah. we're both podcasters. We probably get pitched all the time. I want you to tell us, what do you think entrepreneurs, business owners, when they want to start being a guest on podcast, what are they doing wrong? How much time do we have? <laughs> I want to tell you, it's funny how you say this, because I was just listening to your conversation with Parker Nash on, on, on I, depending on when this comes out, very recent in the archives. So I highly encourage your audience Listeners, go back and listen to that episode. Parker is the man. That was some good stuff. One thing he talked about was the fact that when you're talking to your audience and you're talking to everyone, you're talking to no one. Yes. And you're talking about yourself so much that people check out. That happens in this world as well. And a lot of times when people are reaching out to, and it's, it's sometimes it's unintentional. I just don't think people are making the connection and realize they're doing it, but all they're doing is talking about themselves and not telling the podcaster what type of value they can bring to the show, or even more importantly, why they feel this podcast is a good platform for them to share their expertise. So many people look at a podcast and think I'm the perfect fit because I can talk about X, Y, and Z. That's not your decision to make only the podcaster or the team that puts that podcast together can determine if you are a perfect fit. And I don't think there is a perfect fit. There's a great fit. There's a phenomenal fit, but perfect, you know, it's hard to achieve perfection. But we have this sense of entitlement sometimes because we have this list of accolades that everybody's going to want to talk to us. 
not the case. So you can't make your presentation or your pitch all about yourself. You have to speak to that podcaster and let them know you are in it with them. I want to collaborate with you and help you create content that your audience can sink their teeth into. When I listened to your conversation with so-and-so, you were talking about X, Y, and Z. That was phenomenal content. That's the area of the world I exist in as well. In fact, I've already told a couple of my colleagues to listen to that episode because it was phenomenal. I learned so much. I wanted others to hear it too. If you're looking for more value on your podcast and you'd like to collaborate with me, I'd like to join you. We could talk about X, Y, and Z. I also could talk about A, B, and C. So you're giving them options, but you're showcasing yourself in a way that's not about you. It's about the value you're going to bring to the table. Then that podcaster can make a determination on if you're a good fit. And typically, if you're making it about them, you're already standing out mm -hmm. because so many people don't do that. They're all about their list of accolades, thinking that's the selling piece. It's not. It's It, it does not work. It, it's going to start getting worse. I have this feeling as more people are getting more serious about podcasting and really being selective with the people they bring on their show, just listing your accolades and not talking about the value you can bring to a podcast, it's just not going to work anymore. And that's really the biggest mistake I see people making. Again, sometimes it could be unintentional, but you've got to flip that script and you've got to make it about what value you're bringing to that podcaster. Present yourself in a positive way, but let them make the decision on whether you're the right fit. So I want to ask going back to their biggest mistake is talking about them. Do you think it's because there is a push out there in the social media world telling entrepreneurs and business owners, if you want more visibility that lives on and is evergreen, be a podcast guest. Like I have heard that over and over. And there's mm -hmm. some truth to that. But I think what happens is, and this is why I think most people approach podcasters wrong. They are coming from an ego standpoint. Yeah, It is all about their ego. It is all about their individual growth. And they're mm -hmm. not looking at the big picture. They are not looking at the networking. They are not looking at the connection or exactly. they don't view podcasting as a collaboration. And that's what drives mm -hmm. me crazy. No, this is a collaboration. And I've had guests who I've never spoken to again because they, mm -hmm. they were okay, but I've had phenomenal guests that I still have a relationship with. We are on each other's emails. We will bounce ideas off of each other. Maybe I've gone into someone else's Facebook group and did a training because she was on my show. Like if you want that visibility, that's great. But you have to kind of demote your ego and look at it at, as a collaboration relationship and how it can go further than just the podcast interview. I see you shaking your head. You're like, yes. Uh, Allison, <laughs> we are singing from the same hymnal. That is exactly what needs to be done and what doesn't get done enough. It's a transactional mindset versus a collaborative mindset. If you're treating it like a transaction, you're showing up thinking you need to put on this grand performance and go into sales mode. So anybody that hears that episode comes and buys from you. 
not taking into account that most podcasters may not even air that episode. If you did nothing but sell the whole time, they may just 86 that episode and say, no one in my audience wants to hear a sales pitch for half an hour. Why am I going to expose them to this? Yeah. Also, thinking transactionally, you aren't taking into account that in the moment, as you're recording a podcast episode, you've got a one-on-one -on -one conversation with somebody that in a lot of cases you may not have had the opportunity to connect with unless it was because they had a podcast and wanted to have you on to talk about your expertise. So now that you have this person in front of you, why wouldn't you take advantage of that time to try to build a relationship? Because what the way I look at podcasting is in the production part of it, when you and I are just sitting here, Allison, in the moment, it's just you and me, the end product that the audience is now hearing, that, that's a byproduct of mm -hmm. this great conversation you and I are having. And who knows what that could lead to? Because you may need my service. I may need yours. You may have a few people that you work with. You know, I've been talking with them and, and they really could use some work getting their story dialed in. I'm going to connect you with them so they can talk. Now, would you do that for me if I showed up on your podcast and just went into sales mode? Right. No, you wouldn't. No. <laughs> there isn't a relationship built and there's nothing of value on the table. You're coming in, thinking all about yourself. It's all about the message that I'm delivering today in regards to making a sale. And the second we hit stop and we're no longer recording, okay, I got to go. I've had that happen a few times on my podcast with mom. I was like, I don't know if I should even air this because they're not, I can tell this person isn't truly valuing what could happen between the two of us. They are just hoping that when the audience hears it, it could lead to something for them. Those are the people that don't share the content when it goes live. Mm -hmm. and, and that's a whole nother subject that we can dive into because I think there, there's a lot to that. And I look at it a little bit deeper than most people do. I think guests that don't share their content are the ones that are missing out because no, you don't have to, you know, no one's got a gun to your head saying you have to share this person's content, but this is a piece of evergreen content that someone else did all the heavy lifting for. They did all this work for you. Why wouldn't you put that in front of your audience? If for nothing else, just to give social proof that you truly are an expert that they can rely on, that you truly are a resource that they can come back to. It makes them feel more comfortable knowing they've invested, whether it's time or time and money, in the right person. If you just go on interviews and walk away, you're missing a big piece of the puzzle. And it's it's a shame because yeah. no one thinks, I don't know, no one's the wrong, no one is the wrong way to say that. That's casting too wide of a net. But many people don't think collaboratively. But I think that mindset transcends podcasting if you start thinking on a collaborative mindset and get make peace with the fact that it's a big world and there are a lot of people and we can all eat if we work together and help each other grow you're going to be a much happier person and a much more successful person like i said it's big in the podcast space but it transcends it to life as a whole now i couldn't agree more now i want to ask you i want your opinion on the whole outreach when you are getting ready to pitch. So you're a guest and you want to pitch to be on a show. Mm -hmm. This is something that drives me crazy as a host. And I want to know your opinion on this. It is the random email. I have no idea who this person is. I've never heard of them. 
And it's a lengthy email with all of their accolades. They do give me topic ideas. They tell me that they're a good fit for the show, which I still have not decided that. Mm. I don't know if it's just me individually, but I feel as a podcaster, if I want to be a guest on someone else's show, I take time to stalk them a little bit mm. and I make sure that I interact interact with their content on some of their social media platforms. Just so they kind of know, maybe they might recognize the name or the face. I'll make sure I comment on an Instagram story or one of their posts. I might share their post and tag them in it. I might even share their latest episode, my Instagram stories and go, oh, you guys, this was really good. You gotta listen to this. I make sure that there is some sort of acknowledgement or connection before I even pitch myself. Do you think that is a really strong strategy to do? Or do you think that blind outreach is fine? No, I think what you're doing is phenomenal. And that's taking it a step further than most ever do, because I think many people are leaning on that list of accomplishments and accolades thinking that's all it is. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. And it's very ego driven, as you had said before, and it creates that sense of entitlement that they be- they think they belong on every show. But you think about the overall profile that you're trying to build for yourself as you put your brand out there. You want to be seen as that person that's giving, that's caring, that's paying attention, that isn't transactional, because transactional means you're just showing up for the interview and then you never hear from that person again. But you are taking steps to interact with their content to show that you care to to show that you have a genuine interest in what they're talking about that makes you a much more viable potential guest because you're taking steps to put yourself out there again some people will just throw that blind outreach and i guarantee you that email did not just come to you that same email probably Mm -hmm. went to hundreds of other people Just oh, I can tell it's a copy paste brutal sometimes because they don't change. Sometimes they don't change the name or they don't change the podcast name or they don't change the. I mean, I've gotten some where I'm just like, you guys, like, I can tell you just copy and pasted like one line from my description. Like, yes, come on, it drives me crazy. And and that's where there's it. This is another one of those things, in my view, this transcends podcasting as well. It's how you reach out and make connections in this digital world that we exist in. So many people are, are, Hey, I'm so-and-so and I do this and that, and you need this and that too. I just know it. Here's this jump on my calendar and get the hell out of here. No, <laughs> I did not wake up today hoping you'd message me. And it works the same way in podcasting. Whatever happened to just saying, Hey, I just heard your podcast. It's freaking awesome. Great job. Just leave it at that. Right. Start a conversation. Let them respond. Thanks. I'm really proud of my show. I've been doing so much with it. Yeah, I can tell you really care. And then you can just start to develop. Listen, I'm not saying that you need to have me as a guest, but this is something I do. If you're ever looking for more guests, I'd be happy to talk to you about how we can make that work. That's human. That's how we used to interact with one another. I don't know where it got lost. I think a lot of it has to do with social media, which is one of the most ironic terms for anything. If you look at how that those platforms exist these days. Right. Oh, I know. Anymore, but 
that's God. We could have how many different conversations about that, but you have to start thinking on this level of human to human, because when you connect that, that's what it's all about. And you have to take those steps to start establishing the relationship from the very first correspondence. And you have to start thinking that I need to do, excuse me, I need to do something to stand out. That's going to make this person take notice that I can truly bring value to their show. If you don't do that, you're going to get lost. Yeah, I agree. So I want to know from you, because I know we have listeners that are kind of mixed. We have people who are podcasters, and then we have entrepreneurs or business owners that want to be a guest on podcasts because they know the potential. They know Mm -hmm. that they can get the visibility. It could really help them not only build their brand, but help them build themselves as a thought leader in their industry. So those who are listening, I would love for you to share maybe like the first, in your opinion, like what are the first three to five steps for them to start the whole podcast pitching? Because I think that initial, like I have to pitch myself to be on a podcast. Like to me, it's not a big deal. Like, honestly, I will start interacting with people online and I don't go to email. If they're on Instagram and they're in the DMs and we already have a little bit of a conversation going, hint, hint. You just comment on an Instagram story and now you have a one-on-one conversation in the DMs with them. That's how I do it. And then it's just little conversations. I voiced um, message them and I just say, hey, I've really enjoyed our conversations. I've been loving what you've been putting out on Instagram. Your show is great. I would love for you to be a guest on my show. How do you feel about that? I do it all in voice. I don't write it in email because it seems so... Well, like you said, it takes the human out of it. I want them to hear my voice and hear my excitement. So I want to know from you, tell our audience what they should be doing to get pitching. I think you just did it. I mean, <laughs> I, I have to, I mean, I will go into more detail, but Allison, that's phenomenal. That's something that, listen, as we sit and record, it's 2023. We have the capability of sending video through email. We Mm -hmm. have the ability to send voice messages through pretty much every instant messenger platform that we're on, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. We should be using those to our advantage. And there is something about those types of approaches that stand out. And that's what this is about, because I can speak for podcasters worldwide. We are inundated with pitches and presentations i try not to use the word pitch that much i hate that word but it is what it is request we'll talk we'll say request (laughs) but again so many of them blend together because there's the same it's the same thing over and over and it's perfect fit here here's i'm seven figure earner there 24 books over here like i get it i don't i'm not condemning anybody for accomplishing great things because if that was your mission and you've pulled it off phenomenal Of course, that's going to be a part of our conversation, but you need to tell me why you like my show, what stood out, why do you feel this platform is right for you, and what are the two of us going to talk about? Doing that is going to put you over and above. So if you do that through voice or you do that through video, you're already taking another step forward in standing out. But let's go back to say, okay, we're going to get primitive for a moment. We're not going to do the voice. We're not going to do any type of video like a loom or a bonjoro, we are going to do strictly email. Fine. You have to, again, 
make sure the show is right. So this is the first thing I do. I'm looking at podcasts that I want to make a guest appearance on. I want to make sure that my expertise aligns. The way I'm going to do that, first off, when I'm I'm searching for a general, let's just say I'm looking for marketing podcasts. I'm going to do a search, whether it's on Apple Podcasts or Google. Those are my two primary choices and primary options. I just find a podcast. The first thing that's going to grab me is the cover art. That's mm-hmm. the first impression. And that's why any podcaster that's not putting some level of TLC into their podcast art, they're missing out because this is something that grabs the eye. And when people are doing searches, they need something that grabs their attention. So let's say it's got great cover art. The title is good. It's engaging. It's not overly clever, but clever at the same time. Now I'm going to click on that podcast and I'm going to see what kind of episodes they have. Something I look for in the titles is that are they actually putting a hook as the title name versus my name? Like episode 75 with Jason Serco. No one's going to No, I'm not famous. So no one's going to care. Like, give them a hook. Why would they want to hit play? And it's got to be this dude's rapping about podcast guesting. and you know, like How to not bomb on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Something that makes people say, oh, okay, that, that makes sense. That, that stands out. Now I'll look at the show notes. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking through how the notes are prepared. And is it, you know, will I get something from this? If my episode's out there, will a person that stumbles upon this show be pulled in by the show notes? And then I start to look outside of the podcast. And this is typically when like, I tell somebody this, like, do you ever listen to the show? Yes, I do. But first, I want to see what's happening outside of that podcast in the Apple Podcasts, Spotify apps. Do they have their own website? Do they have an email newsletter? Are they sharing content on social media? Those are all indicators of what's going to happen when my episode goes live, because I want to know how they're going to promote me. Then I'll take a look at ratings and reviews, and those are never deal breakers for me, whether a show has a couple, whether they have none. Typically what I'm looking for are trends. And if some you know, 10 reviews in a row said audio quality is terrible, it might give me a little bit of an idea when I listen to the content, if I'm going to hear that, but I'll also look at when that was posted. If it was three years ago, maybe that's no longer relevant. Maybe they've made some changes and upgrades and things are good now. So I don't get too bought into the ratings and reviews, but I always just take a look to see what's there. And then I will grab an episode that looks or that, that grabbed my attention. I'll click play and I'll start listening. And I am listening for that audio quality. And I'm also listening to the content and the conversation and making sure that what's being talked about is something I could lend expertise to if that was me in the guest seat. Once I've done all that now, if, the, if I've checked all the boxes, now I'm going to begin my outreach. So I've done some very... It's it, and, and like I ran off a lot there, but it really doesn't take that much time. No, what I just for like each episode, what I just rattled off, you could accomplish in about 20 minutes to half an hour, if then sometimes less because you're, just, you're jumping around, you're looking at some things. But then when you dive into the content, you can listen for the audio quality at 1x speed. But typically, once I determine, okay, everybody's mic'd well and I can hear, I'll 2x it so I can keep listening, but then I can get through the process a little faster. Now that I've got that information and I know that this would be a good fit for me, that's when I reach out. And when I reach out, I'm not making it about me. I'm making it about them. And I'll let them know that I listened to episode 132. I loved your conversation with Parker. I don't know if that was your number. That was the first time. <laughs> but 
I loved your conversation with Parker. And I feel like there was so much to be gained there because listen, I, I play in that field myself. That's why I like your podcast. And if you're looking for guests, I, I never assume that I'm a good fit for any podcast or a perfect fit for any podcast, but I like the value you're putting in the world. If you want to add to that mission, I'd be happy to help. I can talk about X, Y, Z. And then again, like there's a, it's a steady progression into this is what you can bring to the table, but you made it about them first. That'll make you jump and stand out, jump out, stand out. So again, there's, there's a steady progression to this. Once you get into a good rhythm, your outreach is going to start being more effective. And I will say, I added the line of, I never assume I'm a perfect fit for any podcast because you know your audience more than me and you know your content more than me. But what I've discovered is very valuable. And if you want to add to that, I'd be happy to help. That one line has doubled the number of positive responses I've gotten to make podcast guest appearances. And it's not hard. It's a very easy addition. But again, it's not, it's removing any entitlement that I would ever feel about being part of that show. I just wanted to have a good conversation and bring value to your platform. And when you get into that mindset, you have much more success with this. So I hope that the audience will actually rewind it like a minute and take notes <laughs> and actually slow it down and write that down. might be down. longer than a minute. I was going pretty hard. Yeah, right. Well, the whole <laughs> how to, you know, add value to the show and you may not be a perfect fit like that right there just validates that you know you are showing up to provide value and do a collaboration and it's not just about boosting your ego and right. you know getting more people clicking in the show notes to get people on your email list because i mean of course the goal is to grow our visibility grow mm -hmm. the people in our world right get people mm -hmm. on our email list we're building a business like we know this right but the intention behind being a podcast guest needs to come from the heart and from a place of service, not from, can I get a sale out of this? Right. Can I get another client? And that's really going to change, I think, the way you approach it as well. And to add to that, think about your email list. As you build that list, you're nurturing. Mm -hmm. You don't send an email out and then expect the entire list to buy on the spot. Podcast guesting works the exact same way. You're going to make these connections. And when people do come into your world, now you've got them in your world. You can continue to provide value. They may not be ready to buy right now, but they resonate with you enough that they want more. So they connect with you. And now you have this opportunity to put more value in front of them. And as you do that, you continue to establish trust. And when the buying decision is front of mind, you're going to be the one they think of first because you've been providing so much value and helping them make these transformations to some degree. They know if they make a full investment, you're going to get them to the finish line. But if you come into it thinking that it's all about instant sales, it's just like thinking you're going to get instant sales from your email list, from the whole kit and caboodle does not work that way right we right. have to be very very aware of the power of relationships and alaya harris is a great marketer she runs flourish marketing she was a guest on my podcast and she dropped one of the greatest lines that i still use to this day business moves at the speed of relationships oh, i and love that it's perfect right 
Yeah. She blew my blew my socks off when she wow. said that. I'm like, wow, it's perfect because not everybody is in this mindset of getting married after the first interaction. You might get some people that absolutely resonate and want to make that step, and that's completely fine. But there's also the person that's going to need to be in your ecosystem for six months, a year, maybe longer. But if you put, keep putting value in front of them and don't expect them to buy instantly, you just keep bringing more value to the world, you're going to make some serious impacts on people. And when the time is right for them, they're going to make a, they're going to make a move. They're going to make that decision to buy. And you set yourself up for much more success coming from that abundance mindset and bringing value at all times versus just trying to make a sale on the spot. Oh, I love that. Jason, this was amazing. And I know my audience is going to want to learn more from you, how to be, you know, a guest on podcasts, how to pitch the right way. Let us know where the listeners can connect with you or get on your email list, because I know that you provide a ton of value and I want to make sure that they are in your world. I would love to have that connection with anybody listening to this podcast. Jump over to podcastguestingsimplified.com. And from there, you're going to learn exactly what I do in regards to helping you hone in and dial in your authentic story. And then that podcast guesting mastery to really take everything we've talked about today to the next level so you can get your brand out there in a positive way. But ultimately, you get the most from each podcast guest appearance. So hop over to podcastguestingsimplified.com. And that's where we get things started. I encourage everyone listening set up a discovery call with me. All it's going to cost you is 30 minutes of your time. And we can talk about this in more detail. As you've learned today, I like to talk. So <laughs> learn a lot from, and I'm a big believer in conversation. You learn so much from having a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Set that up and I'd be happy to talk with anybody. That's awesome. I will make sure it's in the show notes. And I love how you tapped on simplified at the end there. Because I think that's what we need to make it. Like we're all human beings and we don't want to be overwhelmed and we don't want to overcomplicate. You know, right. we're all busy. We all have businesses. So simplify it. Be simple, be human and come from your heart and mm -hmm. come from a place of service. And you're going to rock as a podcast guest. Absolutely right. That's why I built the program. That's why I built that brand. It's so, we get so hung up on trying to make things perfect that in doing that, we overcomplicate it. For no sure. need to do that. Do it like a normal human being and good things will follow. All right, everyone, you heard him. Go connect with him and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Can you do me a favor? The best way to support me and grow the podcast is by leaving a written review on Apple iTunes. I promise you, I read every review and take them to heart. And don't forget, head to bossladyandsweatpants.com to snag some freebies or hang out with me on Instagram at Allison Scholes. I'll see you soon.